Hello everyone, welcome to the MVP Talk Show. Today we have a special guest, Harley from Swaram. So, not delaying anymore, let's directly jump in. Welcome to the show, Harley. <laughs> is it the show or is it the talk hearing? <laughs> <laughs> both, both hearing show it is. <laughs> so, just please introduce yourself, what do you do, uh, what's your work? Oops, long story. <laughs> um, well, I'm living here in, in Auroville, mm-hmm. in the reforested area, which was used to be a savanna, but the pioneers over the last 50 years planted 3 million trees. So we are the fortunate ones who live in the forest, natural bush. We wake up in the morning to the song of birds and the play of the mongoose. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we're living in a beautiful natural environment. I'm here since about 30 years almost. Wow, 30 years. In India, in the hot south, hot, humid <laughs> south of India. And I've been, st- I came one motivation also to come to India, of course, was the integral yoga mm-hmm. of Sherabindo and the project of Aravil, which is there for uh, an experiment in human unity mm-hmm. that we can see from all different backgrounds and different cultures and nations and education, how can we live together and create a healthy and peaceful environment. That brought me, but also the notion and the knowledge of Nada Brahman, that concept of that the whole creation is based on sound, yeah. Uh, on maybe also in that sense uh, on the interest of looking at existence not from a purely materialistic point of view but from trying to grasp and understand and listen to the vibration vibration and dimension behind life right so uh, what made you drive choose only the sound healing topic instead of other healing topic to choose so? Well, I had experience, I've traveled in many different parts of the world mm-hmm. and had a deep experiences with sound in tribal societies, in some ancient societies like uh, uh, Japan and China and Sufism, mm-hmm. and I had some very deep experiences with when sound was used either to evoke very deep emotions mm-hmm. or sacred trends, experiences, or healing. And that was so fascinating that I wanted to understand how is it happening. Okay, great. So if a person had no idea what sound healing. How would you introduce sound healing to him? What sound healing? Healing is a journey towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also say healing maybe is a concept of harmonizing. Yeah. Yeah. We want to harmonize, we're looking to harmonize the different parts mm-hmm. and planes of our, of our being. And in the case of sound healing, the instrumentation for that healing process is vibration. Right. 
you can see also, I think what's interesting in sound healing and also what brought me deeper into it, because you have lots of, let's say, on one side you have the allopathic medicine, which looks at the body as a pure physical, chemical happening. Like the body is a machine and we can fix the machine as best as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And on the other side of the spectrum you have all very healing methodologies which work with the subtle realms, you know, like Reiki or Pranic healing. Yeah. I think actually sound is, uh, uh, strikes a beautiful middle ground because it works with the vibrational world, mm -hmm. but it is also sensory perceptible. Yes. So it, it may, means you can access it. You, you feel it through your senses, it goes right into your bones, it has a physical effect, but it also has a very subtle effect which we are still exploring. So what I experienced is the other healing modality is sometimes when we do to people, they don't experience anything. But through sound, when we give the experience, even a non-spiritual person or a logical person also, experience the vibration as well as the healing mm -hmm. effect. And then hence it's very easy to reach. So as for you, what are the common myths in the field of sound healing space? The, the, the myths, the myths, myths the, the assumptions. Assumptions. And, and things. Yeah. Well, let's say at the, at the core of it is the beautiful myth that behind the material existence something else is lying. That the material existence was created or formed through vibration. Mm -hmm. First, whatever moves in the universe, mm -hmm. you can say, has a certain frequency and has a sound to it. Uh, so that's a beautiful image actually, that we know that we are not limited to physical existence per se. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that I take this one as a beautiful assumption. Mm -hmm. There is a mystery behind life and we can access it through our intuitive senses in our dream world and in many of the mystic and traditional societies that was done. So that's the beautiful part of the myth. Yeah? There's something else than the purely physical existence. On the other side, there also the danger in sound healing is, uh, and I can speak about it because I've came out of a training in music therapy. Okay. Now music therapy is a scientific, academic study, and one has to be proficient, one has to be a musician, and then one learns psychology and music. And that's a study of minimum five years. It's a huge combination. And, uh, and that study goes five years and then one has to do uh, field studies and internships in clinical care. So music therapy actually now, after the, what one could say almost 60 years of its existence in the West, that it's taught on universities. Mm -hmm. And I've been part of some of the pioneering institutions in the West, in, in Austria especially, uh, Germany, Holland, England. Yeah. And I've been in some countries where it was just established as a discipline. So it's a thorough and deep study, almost like you study as you become a psychotherapist. Yeah. 
on the base that you are already a good musician. Mm -hmm. The danger in sound healing is that uh, people maybe just, how to say, uh, pick up a singing bowl or something like this and go to a weekend course and then they would say, okay, now they can do it, they are accomplished in sound healing. It's That's, never in danger. Yeah. It, it's a journey of, of, of deepening, constant learning, constant deepening. And I think it's very important that uh, even in the sound healing community mm -hmm. that we're looking for that we hopefully can create a scientific base for it. Tell me a little bit about the Swaram organization that's been created. What's the mission and vision of the organization? Yes, Swaram somehow came into being... Uh, I've been working in the cultural field, cultural field and performing arts, and I was very interested anthropologically into the Tamil society, mm -hmm. Tamil tradition. The Tamil uh, culture is one of the oldest, long-standing, still alive and active cultures in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I created a cultural center in one of the surrounding villages and, uh, and explored the tradition, performing arts, special skills of this society. Now in this cultural center we had a group of volunteers and at that time 70% of the young people were unemployed. Okay. So basically everybody needed some work to survive and I had some skills in instrument making and then we entered this adventure of music instrument making, started as a pilot project with a few people, took over an old carpentry and I think now we are almost 50 people working. Mm -hmm. There's some research going on, there's some craft work happening, there's some larger projects, we're working on sound installations, we're creating a variety of 70 different instruments, I think. Wow. And so out of this social development context, mm -hmm. uh, we specialized and I could bring in all my research of the ancient traditions and lately over the last years of neurosciences mm -hmm. and bringing all together, uh, we are a thriving community enterprise and research project. Excellent. So you built a community of people with a social cause as well as creating the various instruments for the healing process. Yeah, I think because the, to remedy uh, poverty, huh. one needs something to do. Yes. And especially it was not only that, uh, the project was adopted by United Nations uh -huh. uh, in the initial phases and it was under the uh, auspices of, of creating alternatives to, for youth at risk, mm -hmm. meaning alcoholism, unemployment, mm -hmm. violence, uh, home abuse and all of that. So it's basically we learned that only through work and occupation can you transform the life of people. In that way that you also can give them an, uh, a base for survival mm -hmm. and where they can become self-reliable and self-responsible. Great.
So whatever instruments I have seen here have been made in a very precision frequency and tunes. So can you give me a brief about that frequencies you have been using, how did you explore from the scriptures you have been mentioned, little brief about it. Again, very big subject. <laughs> <laughs> it took me 30 years to yes. understand it myself. Uh, but I give this image which I got from the Daga brothers, a trooper tradition. They said, I mean, they have, they're like, how do you say, devadas of music, you know, and spent 60 years of their life in music and uh, maybe it's every day eight hours in the realm of music. Mm -hmm. And when you ask them, so what do you understand about music? <laughs> they said, we're standing on the shore of the ocean and we're just wetting our feet. <laughs> and music seems yes, like the yes. whole cosmos. Yeah. So the whole question of musical systems and tunings and frequencies, it's, as I said, it's a huge subject. Uh, I think the first important thing is to understand that what we take as the standard musical system, which we find on pianos and on guitars, mm -hmm. that this system was only uh, created 300 years ago and was fixed on a special uh, uh, international concert pitch just 60 years ago, mm -hmm. after the Second World War. So my explorations were into if those systems are about it's 300 years old, that standardized system, uh, we know that from Indian music, the Vedas or Chinese music, from the old medical scriptures, we talk about musical systems which are three to five thousand years old. Mm -hmm. So my interest was what, what were those original, mm -hmm. natural musical systems and how do they relate to the uh, contemporary standardized system? And which systems are relevant and more effective in sound healing? Yes. You've been mentioning frequently about Nada Brahma. Mm -hmm. Can you just give a little brief of it because <coughs> it's a big portion? Yeah, I think the main um, image to approach is, is we have in the Indian traditions we have two path ways of exploring the, the mystery of life. Mm -hmm. One is one through uh, one is a saguna way and the nirguna way. Yeah. The saguna way is with qualities and personalities and we personify energies. And then we have a Krishna and we have a Shiva and we have a Brahma and we have the different Godheads which are all personifications of not only energies but also of psychological powers. Mm -hmm. yeah? So that is the Saguna way. The Nirguna way actually uh, doesn't have personalities but it, it and I, I count another Brahman approach to the mystery of life is a Nirguna approach. It talks about frequencies, different waveforms, different energy centers, different mantric formulas, mm -hmm. but not projecting them on a deity, 
on an Ishta Devata mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. but seeing the universal values of it. Yeah. And that makes it beautiful in that way. You can say that the, even if the Nada Brahman uh, is coming out of the Indian tradition and was maybe very beautifully explained in Kashmir Shaivism or in different branches of the, even in Vaishnavism, you have some beautiful uh, explanations and scriptures on it. But Nada Brahman, that approach has a universality to it. Mm -hmm. In one way you can say that wisdom which, which is exposed in some of those scriptures you can find in the Sufi tradition, you can find in the Hebraic tradition, you can find it in uh, original uh, tribal shamanistic traditions and maybe possibly they even relate to something what quantum science is telling us. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of uh, the Nada Brahma, if you can call it even a, a tradition, I would say a universal uh, approach to the mystery of life. If anyone wants to explore or study about Nada Brahma, any book or source of information can you suggest? You know, I've been maybe and that was my entry. I started the Greek tradition, okay. so the forefather of the tradition uh, was Pythagoras, uh -huh. whom we only know as a mathematician, but Pythagoras apparently had this experience of the music of the spheres, mm -hmm. and then he started to uh, explore and understand and explain what's behind the whole world of vibration. Mm -hmm. I had the good fortune of uh, spending some time together with an old German teacher who had passed away now and he had written a book that was my entry into that world Nada Brahman, The World is Sound and his name was Joachim Ernst Berend and this book is also translated in English okay. and this book he also wrote a follow-up which was called The Third Ear Third ear. We speak about the third eye, <laughs> but in some traditions we speak also about the third ear, the capacity of inner hearing, uh -huh. opening of an inner brain center which is uh, giving us access into intuition, mm -hmm. listening to the inner voice or to the higher voice or to the vibration of the universe. Great. That's a good information guidance that you give. So now we'll come to a very interesting part, an impromptu part. I'll be asking you a question, whatever comes in your mind first, just answer it out. <laughs> okay, the so, bit chak chak chak. Yes, yes. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Om. Om, oh, excellent. What turns you on? <laughs> uh, music from the soul. Music from the soul. What sound do you love most? The sound of nature. With all, with water and birds and... <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Mm. Being a singer of the soul. Singer of the soul. <laughs> Great. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear from God, say when you arrive at the gates of the heaven? Welcome, 
There's so much to discover here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. On a scale of 1 to 10, how weird do you scale yourself as? How weird? Weird. Huh? Beyond scale. Beyond scale. <laughs> <laughs> Up or down? <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> I'm, in one way, I'm living in a very beautiful inner world of magic. At the same time, I feel that I'm very grounded. So that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Above 10 and below zero. Mm -hmm. I have to be very grounded in the, in the back. <laughs> I'm doing and I've lived and traveled in many parts of the world. Yeah. And I'm, how do you say, that keeps one, with all the wishes and dreams we have, it keeps one very grounded to the reality mm -hmm. of the contemporary situation on the planet. So I'm a big dreamer, but I'm also a very clear realist. Excellent, excellent. What are you not very good at? Probably <laughs> um, many things. <laughs> Spontaneously, but I'm not very good at uh, Pretending to be something <laughs> that's good to save myself. <laughs> good. Tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Something true. If you feel it's right, that's true. Uh, I'm. I think I'm a deep, uh, deeply optimistic about life. Uh -huh. And with the current situation, it doesn't look that we have the right to be optimistic. Uh -huh. But I, I stay and I'm confirmed optimist. Okay. So if three options were given, room, desk and a car, which would you clean first? Room, desk or a car? I think a car to move. But I would, pre I, I said, I said healthy feet <laughs> to con continue so to be able to move. So first feet, then car. <laughs> yeah, yeah to, to be able to move and continue to explore. Three important lessons you learned from your entire journey of life. That beyond appearances and backgrounds of humanity, we all seem to come from a common origin and we all long for that paradise to become reality. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Great. Uh, what's the message would you like to convey our listeners? Some takeaway or something they can follow up or ex start the journey of exploration on? Yeah, very clearly, um, refocus on listening. Go as a listener through life uh -huh. and, and be sensitive to what's happening uh, to yourself and in your environment. I think through listening you become uh, sensitive, empathic beings. Okay. So listening is a skill to be developed, be more aware yes. of our surroundings. Yeah. That was a great conversation with you already. Thanks a lot for your time. It was great to have you at MVP Talk Show. Thanks a lot and I hope all the listeners have learned a lot. Please drop in comments if you have any questions. We'll just get back to you. See you in the next talk show. Thanks a lot. Bye. 
Yeah, the next time. Next time, because we don't see.